The Rural Church Podcast 2.0. Wait a second. It's December. That's better. Just a couple of pastors discussing life, ministry, theology, and the gospel from a local church perspective. Eddie, what's it time for? The Rural Church Podcast. Welcome to the Rural Church Podcast, my favorite month of the year, episode 18, Happy December. I'm your co-host, Alan Nelson, pastor of Perryville Second Baptist Church. With me is my jolly old friend, you're not that old, Eddie Ragsdale. Say hello, Eddie. Hello, everybody. And I've got my, I've got red and white on. I mean, it's Razorback red and white, but you know, it can kind of be for Christmas too. It is the most wonderful time of the year. We're recording this in November. Actually, we're recording this. Did you say, Eddie, the day after? Tell me what it you was said. either yesterday or today that they estimate that the human population on planet Earth will, for the first time, pass eight billion people. Eight billion. Eight billion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are many secularists who believe that that's far too many people on the planet. However, we live in rural America, and we know that there is space for people to inhabit. And yeah. uh, and I think that our view ought to be these are souls um, that, that God deserves the worship and the glory from their lives, and we ought to preach the gospel to them that they could be born again. Amen. That's right. Our mission field is growing. That's right. Well, it's December. What we want to talk about, the Lord's Day and Christmas Day. So Christmas and New Year's fall on the Lord's Day on Sunday this year. And I think this is the last time for like a while, because I think next time, like leap year, I'll look it up real quick, but I think next time leap year kind of pushes it. So it's going to be a while before it falls on Sunday again. Yeah. I believe the last time was exactly six years ago. That's right. 2016. Because um, this last Sunday was my six year anniversary as the pastor here at Marshall. Um, on that exact Sunday was my first Sunday as the pastor, which meant that everything, that all the Sundays would be the same as that year. And we, and I remember we had, we had Christmas that first year as the pastor here, we had Christmas on, on Sunday that year. It won't happen again. So think about this from 2005 to 2022, it happened in 2005, 2011, 2016, 2022. So in 17 years, basically it's happened four times in the next 17 years from 2022 to 2039. It'll only be three three times, 2022, 2033, and then 2039. Oh, wow. So after this year, you have like 11 years, basically, until it even going to come up again. You think about that. Think about that with Mm. your family, bro. How old are your kids going to be in 11 years? They're like 27. Yeah, I mean, mean, may may have grandchildren. Whoa. The next time the Lord's Day falls on, Christmas falls on the Lord's Day, you're going to be a grandfather. Could, could, and you could too. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Rural Church Podcast. Hey, listen, what we want to talk about is because we, we kind of live, we, we're in rural churches, people have traditions, those sorts of things, and we want to talk about Christmas and the Lord's Day. Probably most people listening to this, by this point, December 7th, you've probably already made up your mind. 
maybe we can persuade you on some things to think through uh, even now. So tell us, tell us why you're canceling your services on Christmas. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to because we would not be canceling our service on the Lord's Day. Well, let's talk about first, let's talk about what you're doing and we'll talk about what we're doing and then um, then we'll go from there. So what are you guys doing Christmas Day? Well, I'll be honest, we really haven't made any specific different plans than just our normal Lord's Day worship. I have been thinking, although like I said, like you said, we're still pre-Thanksgiving right now. There's a little time to think through these things. We... I'm thinking about us doing and adjusting our Sunday school. I don't want to cancel it. I know there'll be a lot of churches that will cancel their Sunday school. They'll only do the Lord's Day worship service. And and I'm not going to say that, that that's, you know, Sunday school is not commanded, right? So, okay, if they think that's better. But I actually am thinking what I would like for us to do is maybe a like a Christmas morning family style gathering for Sunday school instead of individually age segregated classes for Sunday school and then move into the you know the regular worship gathering but uh well, but I haven't know, decided well, on that yet what would you do for Sunday school maybe maybe like a kind of like a reading of the Christmas story and a and and ta- and doing some things kind of as a as a whole church family together with the kids maybe you know hot chocolate and christmas cookies for breakfast if ma- if <laughs> or something like that and then move into the regular worship gathering you know no i don't think we would want to do a whole like a whole full on breakfast because i'm sure most of our folks will still be gathering with family you know, in the afternoon and, and they'll be having their big Christmas dinner and things, but, but we might do some kind of an abbreviated breakfast with a, with a focus on, on, uh, on the birth of the savior. And y'all don't do anything Sunday night, right? Well, we have, we have a Sunday evening prayer meeting, um, at another facility that our church has. Um, and we probably won't have it that night, but we cancel it pretty regularly so that's not a like we don't have it every sunday anyway so your uh your sunday morning service will there be anything different probably not yeah probably not this year in the past we have done some some different things but i'll be honest we don't have any of those in the works yet and it's probably too late for us to get you know we've done some we've done we've done a shadow kind of a shadow play thing one year for Christmas. And then I preached the gospel after the, that. Um, and, and so we have done things like that, which, um, but probably, probably this year, I, it'll be pretty, pretty much our normal. I mean, it'll be, it, it'll be, it'll be incarnation focused. We will be singing uh, songs sure. about the incarnation, preaching uh, on it, but we, we uh, might add some extra scripture reading. So let me yeah. tell you where, where we're at. And then I also, also want to talk to you about January 1st. I ask you about that. Well, let me tell you where we're at. So I've talked to some guys. I was actually floated out the idea. But like you said about Sunday school, what do we do about Sunday school? It's going to, no matter what we do, I feel like it's going to be different. Maybe we use Sunday school. You know, I figure it'll be a little bit lower. Obviously, non-negotiable. I'm going to talk about why in just a minute. But non-negotiable that we meet, that we gather, that we worship. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're church, why would we not? 
Yeah, if your church cancels, you're in sin. I'd go so far to say that. Like you can't do it. So so let me say this. Not only that, but I would even say this. Your worship needs to it needs to functionally not really be any different. I'm teaching right now through the regulative principle. And so I'm okay, like for example, we might add some scripture readings, you mm-hmm. know. And we mm-hmm. we might do something like that just because it's so on everybody's minds. I understand we are not, by the way, commanded to celebrate Christmas. Right. And there are faithful brothers who do not, and sisters who do not celebrate Christmas. That's their right. I, I think either way you could go wrong. Like if you're going to demand everybody celebrate Christmas, you're wrong. I think if you're going to demand everybody not celebrate Christmas, you're wrong. And so, I, I but but there are faithful believers who don't. So we're not commanded to celebrate Christmas. However, look if you if you're just gonna preach, you're like so not gonna celebrate Christmas. Like you're just gonna preach whatever on that day. I think you're missing an opportunity for some rich theology to teach your people the hypostatic union and 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 these glorious truths of the incarnation. It, anyway, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty firm that we have to have we still have to follow the regulative principle like we're not going to do any kind like we don't ever do any kind of skits or plays or anything like that on our sunday morning main corporate gathering because we believe that we have to you know our position is that we have to worship god as he has instructed us to worship him and so we're not going to change anything but sunday school like you say that could be a little bit different haven't fully decided how we're going to approach that and then we we meet sunday night which sometimes we dismiss sunday night so i don't know what i'm going to do yet for that like i think i'm going to i was thinking about doing like a hymn sing or something just basically we'll you know we'll gather still and sing and 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 try look um there might be other things going on where people are committed to other things uh in the evening a little bit different you know but that's really um, I haven't really fully decided. But but the main gathering, you have to do the main gathering. You have to yeah. preach. You can't, by the way, substitute preaching that day for you know a choir cantata or no, or no, a that's right. you know a five minute Christmas devotion or something. You need to preach the word. I actually use the opportunity. Perhaps you have a a great number of visitors, depending on your location and such, use the opportunity to preach Christ, the glorious realities of the incarnation and, and why Jesus came. And I'd also say this, you don't have to get creative. Just preach the old story, brother. <laughs> preach right. it. You know, look, there are different texts that we can think about. For example, I was reading through John recently and in John 18, Jesus talks about for this reason, I was born to bear witness to the truth, you know? And I was like, well, I'd be a good Christmas text there in yeah. John 18 that you might. Not, so you can think create creatively about, you know, which text and looking at the text. So, but, but look, just preach the incarnation. God became man. God yeah. has, has visited his people. He came to redeem us from our sins. Matthew 121. There's a text. I was thinking of that same text from, uh, from John, you know, uh, for this reason I was born, you know, um, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, not, not all Christians celebrate, um uh christmas you know the the puritans weren't fans uh, of the christmas celebration they thought that it had uh had problems that it could uh, actually lead them away from worshiping the lord um but i think what we want to remember is that yeah we i mean would you want to only deal with the incarnation um 
when you came to those birth narratives. I mean, you, I think there is wisdom in us going back uh, on a regular basis. So for us, it's yearly to make sure, hey, this year we are going to, we are going to, at least at this time of year, we're going to focus on, uh, like you said, the hypostatic union, Christ coming in the flesh, that God came, uh, Jesus being the one mediator between God and man because he was 100% God and 100% man. I think that that is good. I think it's good that we have a time of year when we focus exclusively on remembering the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and that we don't. And we don't just say, well, well, we'll preach on that when we get to it in the text. Well, yes, we will do that. But I think it is good that we that we have these commemorations that help us to think through that, which, of course, we're always preaching the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ because it's the gospel. But I think there is value in uh, taking this approach that, that we want to use this to teach this theology to You're trying to become liturgical people. on me. <laughs> so, hey, know, I think one, that, let me say this. I think there is some wisdom and value in the liturgical calendar, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just hold it. I, obviously, I'm a Baptist. I hold it a lot more loosely <laughs> than, right. than, yeah. than some of our brothers and sisters. But anyway, what were you going to say? Well, and I was going to say, you know, I, I was listening to a video and a, a Reformed pastor he made this reference. So I didn't read this in Calvin, but he made this reference that actually Calvin wanted the celebration in the reformed calendar. He wanted it to be on the nearest Sunday to December the 25th, not on December the 25th. He wanted the observance to always be on Sunday. So here we are discussing what are we going to do because it happens to fall on Sunday. When if you'd have talked to Calvin and maybe all the reformers, they would have said, well, well, of course, what else are you going to do? As a matter of fact, they probably, the argument would have been from them that when it doesn't fall on a Sunday, they would have been discussing the type of church meeting that they would have had if it fell on a Tuesday. Me personally, I love, you know, it happened in 2016. I loved it. I loved it, you know. I love it on a Sunday. And and here's what I was going to get to. So are y'all still technically Southern Baptist? Um, well, we we do not contribute to the cooperative program, but let me We're trying to figure out the logistics yeah. <laughs> for for lack of a better term. Because a lot of our brothers uh, you, you, we may get off on this, but I, I don't want to. But a lot of our brothers who have left the Southern Baptist Convention, as I've called them up to say, hey, how did you guys do that? They said, well, we just decided we aren't anymore and stopped giving. And I'm like, well, then I don't think you actually left because I bet they still count you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's where I'm going with it. So believe it or not, the Baptist, there's more that I would want to say about this. but this, on its surface, is not a bad statement in the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. This is from Article 8 on the Lord's Day. So, so what I'm saying is many Southern Baptist churches out there at least say they believe this, which is the first day of the week is the Lord's Day. This is paragraph Article 8. The first day of the week is the Lord's Day. It is a Christian institution for regular observance. 
It commemorates the resurrection of Christ from the dead and should include exercises of worship and spiritual devotion, both public and private. Activities on the Lord's Day should be commensurate with the Christian's conscience under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, that's changed a little bit. Let me read to you the 1925 and 1963. Those didn't change, but pretty similar. The first day of the week is the Lord's Day. It is a Christian institution for regular observance. It commemorates the resurrection of Christ from the dead and should be employed in exercises of worship and spiritual devotion, both public and private. And then it says this, which the 2000 didn't, and by refraining from worldly amusements and resting from secular employments, work of necessity and mercy only being accepted. And then let me say this, that comes from, that comes all the way back from the New Hampshire Confession. The New Hampshire Confession says this, Article 15, we believe that the first day of the week is the Lord's Day or Christian Sabbath. And it is to be kept sacred to religious purposes by abstaining from all secular labor and sinful recreations, by the devout observance of all the means of grace, both private and public, and by preparation for the rest that remaineth for the people of God. Now this comes from, and I won't read this because it's so long, but this, you keep, we're tracking our ancestry. You go all the way back to the Philadelphia Confession, which is, you know, the 1689 with a couple of things. So, which really hammers the Christian Sabbath. The point is, though, if you're listening to this and you're a you're a Baptist at all, if you're a Southern Baptist or a Baptist at all, I like you really come from a long line of godly men that understood at the very least Sunday as the Lord's Day, which I usually call it the Lord's Day, but the Christian Sabbath as well. And and I understand we get all like what you can do, what you can't do, all those things. That'll be a different episode. But I'm just saying for this episode, we understand that God has given us, as it were, 52 holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. A year in celebrating Christ. Yes. And so, how in the world could you even begin to think of minimizing the worship of our great and holy God on Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. So the Lord's Day, so whether we take the Lord's Day view or the Christian Sabbath view, the 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 most important thing I think to notice for this discussion is that yes, what we're talking about is the Lord's Day worship as we're as as we see it in the New Testament. And Yes, what was the church supposed to do? They're supposed to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They're supposed, the elders are supposed to teach God's word, the apostles' doctrine to the people. Uh, they're supposed to pray. They're supposed to uh, have fellowship with one another. You know, so in our church, what's going to happen on Sunday is the same on Sunday, Christmas Day, is the same thing that happens every Sunday. We're going to have public reading of scripture. We're going to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We're going to have the Word of God preached and taught. We're going to have opportunities for people to share prayer needs and for people to share praise reports and testimonies of what God has done in their life. And we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. That's what we do every Sunday. And like pinky in the brain. (laughs) And that's what we're going to do. (laughs) What are you going to do? What I try to do every day. Take over the world. Actually, Eddie... Respond to this. What you just described sounds very, very, very 
ordinary. You know what we have found in our church, and you know, I, I don't want to get off onto the issue of how often churches should do the Lord's Supper. I, I, I'm not making a law here. We do it every week. And I've always heard people say, oh, man, that'll get so uh, rote and it won't have any meaning. And we've even had some pushback here with people thinking that. But I've also had people come here who have actually joined our church since we've been doing it this way. So they've never known our church to not do Lord's Supper every week. And and they've come to me and said, wow, this is we we you know, when we first came, we thought this is kind of strange. But they've actually come to love it because it is so ordinary. Because it is so ordinary. Uh, because there is a way that we participate. And, and the way I look at it is, you know, so often we talk about the means of grace. which is not a means in which we receive new grace because we already have all the grace in Christ. But I would say the means of grace that he is given for the, for the worship of the Lord on the Lord's Day at, in the church gathering are a means by which we participate together in God's grace. So that well, is fellowship meals, that's the Lord's Supper, that's singing, that's the preaching and teaching of God's Word. All of these are means by which we all participate together in the grace that we have in Jesus Christ. And the grace of assurance, the grace of growing in Christ, the grace of growing together, this all happens through the ordinary means of grace. And, and and to say ordinary isn't minimizing, but it is saying this. We've got to stop being so event-driven in our churches. Yes. yes. Like, let's gather, and the ordinary things that we're doing are actually the extraordinary things. They actually yes. are the supernatural things. We're preaching from God's book. We're singing praises to God. We're participating in the ordinances. We're we're praying. We're giving. We're We're doing all of these things. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Why? Because we need it. Like we're creatures of, of, of habit, as it were, and we need to be taught. We need, you know, we need, we need this every single Lord's Day. We need it every single Christian Sabbath, as it were. This, this corporate gathering, and and honoring the Lord together. And so it's like, how could we even like, like the answers are like, the answers already. Give it like we we, we already we, we don't even have to wonder like what are we gonna do Sunday I don't care what the Sunday is I don't care you know yeah the, we're going to meet we're going to preach we're going to do it and I think it's kind of neat when these holidays fall on these Sundays like this per- particularly with Christmas I mean that's really the only one right I mean yeah I mean Easter's always on Sunday I mean, Easter, Resurrection Sunday Thanksgiving's yeah. always Thursday you know I mean, yeah yeah so, so it's kind of neat when when Christmas falls on Sunday and it all kind of all kind of comes together, and I would just say, keep the Lord the the, the priority, uh, right. and and that's that doesn't matter. That's every Sunday, and that should be every day as well. But go yeah. go ahead. Well, and and like for us, I don't want to just keep harping on the on the Lord's Supper thing, but. Um, you know, every Sunday, uh, we don't go to 1 Corinthians 11 every Sunday. <laughs> uh, so I think that part, that would get monotonous if every Sunday we said exactly the same thing in taking Lord's Supper. So every Sunday, basically, we, we, uh, we highlight, um, ha- how the, 
the Lord's Supper is representing Christ's body and blood as we partake together as a church um, from different passages of Scripture. Usually, and this has been amazing, but I found almost always there's a way to tie to get it from even the text that's being preached that morning. Um, it's just amazing how that it, God is, has woven it into the scriptures. That being said, so on these Sundays, even leading up to Christmas Day, and then on the Sunday of Christmas Day, the focus of our even our Lord's Supper, we will be able to be thinking about the body, you know, it says in Hebrews, the body that he has prepared, you know, the, the body that made our salvation possible was the body of Christ born and laid in the manger on Christmas Day. And so, I, yeah, I just I think there are so many opportunities where we can we can enhance in some way our ordinary means that we're doing the Lord's day, but we don't have to, we don't have to change from what God has given us to be doing on the Lord's day. And we certainly shouldn't cancel what God has given us to be doing on the Lord's day. Yeah. I think, I I think this is more reason for churches to be confessional because you've already think through these things, you know, well, let's talk about January 1st. I know it's a little bit different, but you know, the 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 25th and the 1st are a week apart always you know falling on the same day so what about january 1st what about new year's anything different on that day um i don't think so what what are you plan are you planning on doing anything different are you going to be the are you going to be in the next passage in ephesians or are you have you got something planned different for january 1st well i actually i will probably Preach. You'll be Thank finished you. with Ephesians by then? No. <laughs> Maybe by the time January 1st falls on the Sunday again. Let the <laughs> listener understand. Uh, uh, in Ephesians 5, Paul talks about try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I actually think that might kind of line up, and I think that would be a good, you know. I think the first Sunday of the year, and maybe you don't want to do it on the first but the first Sunday of the year or maybe January 8th, like I think those are good. I think it's a good Sunday for sort of um, where you your church is state of the church. Yeah. Where is your church at? Where are you going? I mean, you yeah. know, the, what, what, I'm trying to be careful here. If you don't want to break your exposition, certainly you don't have to, but, but just think, I'm not saying your church makes resolutions or whatever, but just, just think about the reality that, your church is kind of in a natural time. One year has ended. You're you're starting a new year, and it's and it's time sometimes to to address some things. But I don't know what we're going to do. We might do a New Year's Eve fellowship if we do that, and then maybe kind of like pray in the new year or something. If we end up doing that, we we might end up canceling Sunday school, you know, because people being out late and all that, and and we'll have gathered, you know, some. But then we'll we'll do our again just like Christmas. We'll do our service normal. Now I was thinking our evening service that night, we actually might spend 45 minutes or so of our service just reading scripture, you know, to start the new year reading scripture. And I was looking up some things like Romans, I think you can read in 57 minutes. 
that might be a little long. I don't know. We'll see. Or, or, or I was thinking about First, Second, and Second Timothy and Titus. Those three you can read together in maybe like forty minutes. Like that would be good, you know, the pastoral epistles and thinking about being a healthy church and all that. So we might do that on Sunday night, you know. But, but, um, I, I want to be careful here. Family time is important, and spending time with your family. I'm not minimizing that at all. It's strange that people have this idea that I can't have family time in the corporate worship of God. Yeah, yes, yes. That doesn't make sense. I think it's a misunderstanding of family time. I think it's a misunderstanding of corporate worship. Yes. It's it's really problematic the way that we think. You know, I had this thought in the New Testament, like we tend to, especially in the rural South, we tend to think of Christianity as something you add, like, I've got this life, I've got these goals, I've got these dreams, and I'm just going to add Christianity onto that, and everything's hectic. And now, that's why you have people writing books and stuff about, oh, don't be so hectic at the church. And I I do understand that. You know, don't add things to the church calendar just, just to be busy. At the same time, we need to understand this reality, that in the New Testament, they didn't add Christianity to their lives. Rather, Christianity reoriented their lives around the kingship of Christ, which is which is really only manifested in the scriptures in the local church. What I mean is not that the Christ reign is not manifest everywhere. What I mean is, if you're going to live as Christ as your king, you can't do that separately from active involvement. Not just involvement in the local church, as though the local church is like like the Rotary Club or something, but but like where your life is reoriented now around the local church, not just on Sundays, but even beyond that. Yeah. You know, thinking again about the, probably what will happen for us with um, the January 1st is I I recently kind of preached through a series that was kind of the state of our church. So we kind of don't need that. Uh, I don't feel like. And I'm about to finish Jonah probably this Sunday. And so I think what's going to happen for us is, so the next Sunday after I'm done with Jonah will be starting the Sundays leading up to Christmas Day. So I believe what I'm going to do, we don't, do you guys, you guys do the Advent candles? I believe y'all do, right? In your church? No, no, we don't do them in the oh, church. Okay, I thought you did. We, we, we do it as part of family worship. Okay. We we don't do the Advent candles, but I I think what I'm going to do is preach a series through the the meanings of the Advent Sundays uh, um, leading up to Christmas because I'm not in the middle of a book because I'm just finishing one and I don't want to start another one and then take a break for Christmas Day, you know. So I think I'm going to do that, and then we will probably be starting our next book of the Bible on January the 1st, which I haven't settled exactly on what that's going to be, which we discussed that, you know, last week. We uh, In one of those podcasts, <laughs> we discussed the idea of how you pick the next book. But I'm right now looking at probably picking one of the Pauline epistles, Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, one of those probably. And so I'm praying through that, looking at those. And, uh, but we'll probably start that on January 1st. But but I don't think that we'll change anything. I do think that we will probably have a Saturday night meeting, and I'm just going to tell them to suck it up. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, well, uh, suck well, it up and be here at nine o'clock on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'll be up and ready, you know. So uh, they can sleep Sunday afternoon. I, uh, I I preached a message one time. It was funny. I was preaching through Jonah. I was preaching through Jonah close to Christmas time. And I preached a message called uh, a Christmas card from Jonah. And uh, I just talked about four things Jonah would put on his Christmas card to remind us. <laughs> you know, I kind of use that loosely, you know, just a right, joke. Right. But, but four things that Jonah reminds us that, you know, God remembers runaways. God rescues resistors. Uh, I had to look. God re- redeems rebels. And God receives repenters. And I just kind of, you know, uh, I kind of preached a top, a kind of a topical, a thematic sort of message from that kind of went with the season, you know. So I I know that there are some guys out there and, 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 you know, Lord bless them that, that they refuse to budge at all. You know, I don't care where, you know, if I'm wherever I'm preaching, I'm not moving on this Sunday, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's also some wisdom in the calendar to think through what what we're preaching and people's heart like. Well, this could be a different episode, but people don't become less dead in their sins around the Christmas season. Yeah. But but the reality is there are opportunities that seem to be more prevalent. You know, the guy, the guy's going to the hardware store. He's going to his local hardware store to get a rake and he hates God. But as he's, he's buying the rake blaring over the speakers are, you know, hark the herald angels sing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So like, I'm just, I'm not saying he's less dead in his sins, but there's opportunities that we have during this time of year to, Proclaim the gospel, especially in the South, maybe maybe easier avenues, if that makes sense. And let's 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 uh, point out something else that's just a reality. No matter how healthy your church is (laughs) um, on Christmas Day, there are going to be some people in your church that are not there because they're traveling. Their family lives three hours away and they're going to be. At their, in their family meeting, they still may be in church, but th- but they won't be in your church gathering because they're not going to be in town, and that's just going to be the reality in in uh, in almost every church. And then the flip side will be true in a lot of churches too. There will be people in your gathering that aren't normally there because maybe they're in town because their family is in town. So I have one deacon. I have no doubt that Christmas morning, uh, he and his wife, who usually are the only two in their family here because all their kids are grown and have moved away, they'll probably have, you know, two rows of chairs filled up with their children and grandchildren because they'll all be here that Sunday morning. So we will have people, we will have some people not here because they'll be traveling to be with family that day. And we will have other people who will be here because they've traveled to be with family that day. And that is a reality. And if you try to say, well, I'm not worried about that, that doesn't matter. Well, it's reality. It's it's what's going to happen. Preach Christ, be ordinary, sing, pray, worship, 
Yeah. Honor the Lord. It's really an easy decision. What we're going to do this Sunday is what we're going to do every Sunday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, brothers, it's been a good a good episode talking with you as always. Can't believe we uh, have already made it to this. I can't believe we're so far scheduled out. Praise God. Yeah. So, so hopefully as the, as the holiday season and the end of the year and all this kind of stuff shakes up, we'll still be having an episode every week. Hey, um, I, I did want to mention this before we sign off the podcast today. I think it was yesterday. No, it was probably Monday. I binge listened to uh, several episodes of the Things Above Us Roundtable, and uh, everybody should go over there and listen to that. There's a couple of guys. Who are those guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, my, me and uh, my friend Michael Coughlin from uh, Pickerington around Columbus, Ohio, do that one. And I have that mark to mention. And I appreciate that. I might have slipped my mind. So yeah, we, we knew well, you, you guys mentioned you guys mentioned us. Michael brought it up, and you guys mentioned us in one of the podcasts that I listened to. So we record at five fifteen in the morning on Wednesday. So oh you wow, should, you should jump in one on Wednesday. Well, I I have a I have a prayer meeting before we record this one on Wednesdays. So well, okay then. All right, brother. This has been a uh, a good word we'll uh we'll catch you guys next week on the rural church podcast say goodbye eddie you guys have a merry christmas this isn't going to be the last episode before christmas i don't know it might be the last one they listen to i don't know no keep listening all the way to christmas <laughs> listen on your christmas road trips we'll tell you merry christmas every week in december <laughs> solidale gloria 